Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. In this conversation with Alex Talser, we are talking authenticity, a huge favourite of mine, something that I am so attached to and that is one of my cornerstones, one of my pillars, is that I am always authentic and no matter who meets me and where, we'll always meet the same Anne Hughes. So I loved when she kicked the conversation off today with authenticity. We're also talking about intention, about leadership, about mothering. And I think really about Alex talks very openly about growing up and only coming out in her late 20s and therefore that real reflection on did that affect her relationship with authenticity and actually really inform why it is so important to her now. So a great conversation that I hope that you enjoy. Alex, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. That's okay, it's nice to be here, thanks for having me. Yeah, and we've been looking forward to this for quite a few months now, so I'm glad we're finally doing that. Uh, Tell us a wee bit about you. Yeah, of course, so I'm Alex, I am a wife, I'm a mother, and I am also a deputy director within the fundraising sector, so I work in the charity sector full-time. I also volunteer a bit in the charity sector, so I feel like fundraising is definitely in my blood now, after 11 years. This is my second career, so I didn't start out in the charity sector. I actually started out in theatre production randomly. And then after 10 years, decided that I wanted to, you know, do something that really mattered to me and something which I guess aligned with my values and the charity sector came calling. So, yeah, uh, that's what I've been doing yeah, for the last 11 years, as I said. Perfect. And that's how we've met each other as well. So that was very fortuitous. So Alex, I know that you've been pondering over this for a long time. Yes. And you've landed on something. So tell me, what do you know for sure? So yeah, it took me a while. I was really, it's a great question, because I actually think I don't know a lot of things, for sure. I thought I did, and I probably don't, but that's okay. So I've landed on authenticity, because I think one of the things that I've really recognised in the last six months, especially because I've just started a new job. And so I've, it's my first role as a deputy director and it was a big step up for me. And I think I've started loads of different roles. And the one thing that, try as I might, I cannot be anything but myself. Mm. And I think my younger self thought there was a way that you had to be when you started a new job or a way that you had to be when you were a manager or a way that you had to be when you're a deputy director with a big team. And I've always really struggled with that. And I think I just am much more comfortable now. Like I I am just, I am myself. And you kind of, I think it's the most important way of being because it's the most authentic, obviously, and the most honest. And I think people just respond better to that rather than trying to fit yourself in a box, Mm. which I think you can get you caught up in a lot of things. I think also, so I'm part of the LGBTQ community as well. And so coming out in my late 20s, so quite sort of later on in life, I think again, like how how that taught me again, that being your authentic self is the most important thing for you in terms of being happy and just enjoying life and, and not being worried about what other people think. So yeah, it's been, it's been a journey that I've been on for a while but yeah. one that I just think is really important and really important for, for people to know that that's okay to be yourself. Yeah, and I think I really do resonate with it so much. It's one of my favourite hashtags, authenticity, um, because it is, it's so important to me because 
I am very authentically everybody who meets me will meet the same man. It's not like I have lots of different yeah. versions. I think I used to have. I think it's on the other side of a brain injury. I, re- I couldn't. I didn't have the capacity to be lots of ants. So I kidded on. I made the decision to just be the one ant. And actually, I love my life being the same ant for every single person I meet. I think it's a very refreshing way, in, a much easier way to live your life. And when you were talking about it at first, I was thinking, is that something that's come with age for you? And I know the path to authenticity is different for all of us. But do you think it does hark back to the fact that you came out in your late 20s and therefore, did you spend a lot of your life tortured by your inauthenticity, almost? Yeah, it's definitely been a journey. So I think I'm most comfortable with myself now than I was even in my late 20s. So, yeah, my, my teenagers were difficult. I think I probably wasn't myself and I didn't really understand why. And so I didn't, you know, as most people growing up, I didn't want to spend too much time thinking about it. I just wanted to focus on, you know, school and then university. And it's when I moved to London, I think something just switched in my head. And I was like, I'm myself is, you know, I am part of the LGBTQ community. That's me. And actually that that makes me happy. And I think that was a bit of a discovery. It took a couple of years to kind of really settle into being comfortable with that and talking about it because it, it it's quite a hard thing I think most people you speak to like you know coming out is really difficult and telling your parents and I was very I count myself very lucky because I was very supported from my family and also from a work perspective so I've I've had a I would say a relatively nice path when it comes when it comes to coming out but yeah I think even from that point you know that's just one part of me so actually all the other things that you discover about yourself like I think that just comes over time. Like the more you learn about who you are as a person, who I am as a mother, that's been a massive journey for me. Like how am I as a parent and worrying, am I doing the right thing? Like, am I teaching my son the right things in life? And and again, you just question yourself all the time. But if you're yourself, that's the that's the best way to be because you're not trying to hide anything. You're not trying to, and it, it's very difficult to not be yourself. It takes a lot of energy. Yeah. And so, and and from a work perspective, I've learned that a lot. Like I've gone into roles and been, okay, I have to dress a certain way. I have to act a certain way. And I the dressing the dressing a certain way was something I really got hung up on for a long time because I thought there was a way that you had to be at work and in the office and being professional. But actually, you really it doesn't it doesn't do you any good and I think and I just started to realize that I I, as try as I might to fit into a box of what I thought a good employee looked like or a good manager looked like I just suddenly realized that that's not the case and actually the more you are as a person that you know your inner self that comes out like just the better you are as a mother as a friend um, and as somebody who runs a team like your team will respond much better if you're yourself you try and be somebody different never gonna go as well as if you're just like honest and open yeah 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 and does that affect because for me I know that I will surround myself with people that are also authentic it's really important I suppose in my personal life obviously I do that all the time and I've got the freedom to do that and in work I know I will do you know that I, I do different pieces of work and I'm freelance and so sometimes I work with people that aren't authentic because that's just the roll of the dice and I'm not going to turn down work because yeah. somebody's not authentic. But I know I will be more effective and that I will get better results if I can meet people where they really are and not where they're pretending to be. So has it affected, I suppose, the people you surround yourself with and that a connection to how important authenticity is to you? Yeah, I think it's, it's 
A hundred percent. Like taking the lot, the current job that I have was all about the next job I wanted. It had to be an organization that had very similar values to me, that had a leadership team that, you know, was authentic and open and could have, I, you know, I like at work to be in a place where you can have an open conversation, where you can have a difficult conversation. It doesn't mean there's no weight behind that. It's just that, you know, sometimes you just need to have that chat. But if people try and, and be something they're not or aren't authentic in, in the way that they're approaching something, I just, I don't like that energy. So I'm, I like to surround myself at work and in my personal life as well with, you know, people who will just be honest, open and just themselves. I have to say the CEO that I work for at the moment is a really good example of that. We, um, it was a very random example, but she, she tweeted something about some uh, Doc Martens that she'd just got on Twitter. She was like, I'm totally going to wear these to the next board meeting. And I tweeted back and went, I'm totally going to wear my rainbow converse to the next board meeting because that makes me feel good when I go into a hard meeting, when I've got to do financial figures or I've got to talk through a strategy. Like having feeling comfortable in my own skin and what I'm wearing and how I look makes me more authentic at the table. And just, it sounds like a really small interaction, but even just having a CEO who embraces just being who you are and you don't have to come in looking like X, Y, and Z, like she's, and I just, and I was like, that's the sort of place that I want to work. And that's the sort of CEO that is inspiring because you can kind of go, great, I can be a hundred percent myself at work because that's what she is putting out there and if I put that out there for my team hopefully my team will feel the same so it's that trickling down from the top which I think is so important when you're at work because you spend a lot of your time at work that's important so yeah it was just like a a small thing that made a massive difference and it's so funny that you're bringing up um shoes obviously I've heard that (laughs) anecdotal anecdotally that you know high heels were designed by men so that women in meetings are thinking about how sore their feet are and they're only on the ball as much as they perhaps could be because they're actually in agony by the clothes that they're wearing and so that was I think when I turned 40 I was like I'm never wearing uncomfortable shoes again (laughs) no I'm not I am very much a like trainers rainbow converse kind of gal and that's and and that's me and I think and again it's it's how you feel confident and I think confidence is 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 tricky you know I struggle with confidence when I when I go into big meetings or when I've got difficult things to do I think it helps you come from a better place when you just feel confident in like how you feel about yourself and how you look. Yeah. And again, it's, and again, taking that back to being authentic about who you are. And so that it just naturally helps you move forward. Yeah. I think it's just, and I, and I, I think I've only really discovered that I would say in the last six to 12 months to really feel like I, I don't need to make excuses anymore. Like uh-huh. this is who I am. And it doesn't mean I can't do my job. Like, I don't need to wear high heels to do my job. I feel exactly. like I'm going on a high heels thing. But I don't. I can do my job just as well wearing a pair of Converse, and it's much more me. Yeah. So. And as you know, obviously, I do a lot of work uh, with the cultural organisations as well, and it fascinates me, especially as we're coming out of the pandemic just now. Do you think because you're really embracing that authenticity and that you won't have that to trickle down, that you are encouraging in your life, I suppose it could be in your life or in your workplace, that you are encouraging a better culture, therefore, that you will exist in because you don't know you no longer want to exist in a culture that is in some way toxic or damaging. Is it affecting you in that way? Yeah, culture's become really important, especially in my new role. Like I want my team to feel like they're respected and 
that you can we can talk openly and we have that honest conversation but also they can be who they are like that's for me saying that at the start going you know let's all just be honest and open let's be authentic and let's trust each other that's really important because I think if your team feels really comfortable and confident you know that you're only going to drive amazing results letting people be who they are and creating that that inclusive culture that means that everybody you know everybody has something to contribute mm-hmm. yeah I, you know that's what I want and I'm only about five months into my new role right. but it's something that I've set myself to be like this is how I want my team to be and so with with the people that I manage that's the conversation I had right at the start which was like the things I want are this is you know sometimes I might be wrong sometimes I'm sometimes I might ask a question sometimes I just might have a bit of a bonkers day so bear with me like I think all of those things a bit like I just want us to have that dialogue and I want you to know that I trust you and I have this open communication with you and that's how we're setting ourselves up as a team and I think hopefully that makes you know that that's the start of the conversation it's not it's not it doesn't end there. It's a continual thing that you need to do because you continue to need to talk to each other and ask questions and make sure you're, you know, you're you're kind of being the best that you can be. But hopefully it starts us on the path. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that you obviously have mentioned that you're a mum and you've got a son. Yes. And so with, with that authenticity, I think, you know, as you know, I've got two daughters. And when I had daughters, I was very clear that I was wanting to raise the kind of woman I was wanting to raise. And when I had a son, which was like, you know, 11 years after I had my first daughter, it was, right, so what kind of man do I want to raise? And that became a bigger question for me. Yeah. And I suppose, therefore, asking you, when you reflect on that authenticity and how you parent, so we've talked about how you lead in a work sense and how you live your life, but in how you parent and how how you raise a man, where are you with that? That's a huge question. As an unfair question, perhaps. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's a good question, and I don't think I don't know if I have like a specific answer. I think, but I'm very aware that the influence I have on on him as a person will really help shape him and into who he's going to be. And you can, I think, the best way to answer is that I I, I want to always do my best, and I want to bring him up to be the best human that he can be, and to understand that there is difference in the world and that there is that we should always be kind and those kind of things but there are sometimes when I probably don't get it right sometimes when oh, you're tired or you're stressed and you know there's other stuff happening and the and then sometimes you know you can be really harsh on yourself to be like oh did I did I was I the best role model for my son today and sometimes I might not have been but also giving yourself that that leeway to be like but you can't all, you know, some days you will make mistakes. And I think the, the biggest thing for, for him is that we just try and really talk to him about being kind and about understanding difference in the world, as I said, and understanding that you make mistakes and, and that that's okay and we all learn from them. But I, it's a constant, I just feel like it's a, a journey that will be a new thing every day. I, I just, I think bring, bringing up a boy though, especially in the world that we live in at the moment, I just, I do, feel a big sense of responsibility to make sure that he he really does understand that you know that that men and women are equal and, and that there isn't a difference because I think it's there's a lot of pressure I think on bringing up boys around that but I do think 
the generation that he is part of, I really have a lot of hope that that they will be able to to bring a lot of change to the world just because mm-hmm. mistakes that that generations have made before them and the mistakes that we still make now, I really I just have a sense of hope that that his generation will be able to move us away from that, yeah. hopefully. And that's that's the thing that kind of when I look at him, I'm like, that's what I want for him. I want him to be in a generation where it is like it's not the same as it is now. And maybe he doesn't need to worry about putting himself in a box or you have to be this person or that person. That he can just be him. And it doesn't matter what what that looks like, that he will just be happy. Because to be honest, that's the most I could probably hope for. As yeah. A and so it's that sort of a tying up, isn't it, of authenticity and acceptance, I think, which I think young people... I learn an awful lot of lessons for my children when it comes to how they, you know, even things as simple as my daughter would say that she would quite often in that introduction stage tell somebody her pronouns. And as a woman in her mid 40s, I'm like, really? Honestly? And it's That's just, amazing. Aha. Uh-huh. And it's just like, that's interesting to me that the, the younger generation who so often are being criticised for X, Y and Z, I think they're really shown as the way and that it's like totally accepting for her if someone who looks like a woman has a different pronoun or says they're just a they. And that is now not an issue. It's off the table. Whereas when I was that age, it would have very much been an issue. Do you know that way? Yeah. So it's like... It's, interesting, isn't it? As to what the world yeah. could be like with these children that we parent now. Uh, yeah, I, I really hope that, that they can they can bring kind of a, a new way of looking at the world. And I already see it like kids are most authentically themselves when they're young because yeah. they don't have any of those pressures that you that put, get put on you as you as you grow up or the expectation of what does it mean to do this? That I think they are so authentically themselves when they're small and I just want them to keep that because yeah. you don't want to lose that amazing, like it doesn't matter, you know, if, if you want to, like, um, I think one of his friends has got really long hair and has it in a ponytail. And, you know, that's, why wouldn't you? Like, that's that's absolutely fine. Like, boys are allowed to do that. Boys can do anything that, and girls, and girls are the same. And I think that's the, I just, yeah, I just think back and I'm like, I don't think it was like that when no. I was at school. So I think it's learn. so nice now. Mm-hmm. So much to learn from our young people, and we Definitely. can't forget that. We can't forget that. Thank you no. so much for joining me. That's okay. Thank you podcast. for having me. Yeah, it's been a long time coming, and I've enjoyed it. It was perfect, Alex. Thank you. That is okay. Thank you very much. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching Anne Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, annehughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.